Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners, podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, but I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's probably something much deeper that you're not likely even aware of yet. It's like a client that comes to you saying that they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGuru's Agency Freedom Session, where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we are hanging out with Ree Perez. He's a seasoned brand strategist, international speaker, and CEO of Branding for the People, a brand transformation agency that helps funded startups, high-growth entrepreneurs, and expanding small businesses around the globe to authentically connect with their audiences in his new book, Your Brand Should Be Gay, Even If You're Not, reuses real-life case studies and behind-the-scenes stories to challenge your understanding of branding, demonstrate the transformational impact of authentic brands, and share his proven branding process that has helped clients shift from unknown to celebrity-like status. Re, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Brent. Great to be here. Again, I, I know I actually should say uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, so that's uh, it's always nice to have return guests to get an update on what you've been up to in your business. But also you've got this uh, this new book that you've launched and we would definitely want to talk about that uh, yeah. a little bit in today's uh, today's program. So yeah. I know since we had you on the program before, I know you've made a lot of changes to your business. So maybe just paint our audience a picture of what your agency is like today. Yeah, interestingly. So um, over the past uh, year or so, probably, I guess it's been a bit longer since the first interview, you know, the business looked uh, a bit different. Uh, I made some sort of uh, hard decisions and some tough decisions, if you will, of redirecting what my business looks like, the types of clients I work with, uh, the types of offerings, actually a full spectrum. (laughs) I think I did even just how when you introduced branding for the people, you know, the way of how we describe ourselves as a brand transformation agency. And I think that's a, a little bit more distinct than just uh, how we used to refer to ourselves. There was always there. I think we're just being a bit more overt of, and, and niching down even more like who we actually serve and why and, and how, right? And so the other parts of that sentence, uh, it is about um, helping our clients to authentically connect with their audiences. And so that's a big tie-in to the book. That's a big tie-in to you know what really differentiates us from other branding firms. You know, if you just want a prettier logo or a new website or a 
you know, a, a tagline, we might not be the right fit. But if you want to overgo a complete transformation, it might be worthwhile having a conversation. What are some examples of, of why I would need a transformation versus just kind of a, a refresh on my look and feel? Usually, now there are opportunities where someone needs to go through an evolution, but still inherently, there is some level of, of inner transformation that might happen in that process. But largely speaking, at least the lion's share of when clients come to us, they're usually coming to us because there's something that's really off with their current brand. It's either outdated, it is uh, not representative of who they are now or where they're going. It's not attracting the ideal clients. It may no longer be differentiating or, or relevant to the target audiences. And so... I talk about some of the top five indicators or signs of an inauthentic brand, but the, the truth of the matter is there's many layers. You know, when you're out of alignment with how you perceive yourself, how you want to be perceived, and what the actual perception people have of your brand, there's an opportunity to, to go to work. And so, sure, you can have micro changes, but I think our sweet spot, and I think the reason why when people are really ready to go do the deep branding work is they're looking for a a transformation, you know, Uh, and, and that transformation takes them to a whole new level than they would, than they would have been able to go before. So, so that's my response in terms of why, at least why a lot of our clients tell us they're coming, coming to us for. And it also happens to be that, uh, you know, I really don't relate to myself as just in the business of branding. I relate to myself in the business of transformation. I'm big in personal development. I'm big in my own personal growth, us as human beings. And also given that I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners, at least a lot of the circles that I hang around with, present company included, you know, we're, we're always uh, looking to grow and develop ourselves, even our own personal lives. And you and I both know that when you go to work on yourself personally, it has an impact uh, on you professionally and has a big impact on uh, on your business. So that's sort of the... I think that's different than some other branding agencies where it's like, hey, what's your logo look like? It's about, hey, how can we how can we go work on a personal transformation that lends itself well to a business and a brand transformation? And you kind of mentioned this with you going through your own you know, own process of kind of doing this for your... your you're doing this for branding for the people, the agency that you run... Um, I can't remember when you launched your brand. Maybe it was like last fall, like you, you rebranded your company. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like that was an evolution for yourself or was that a full-on transformation? I would say that it was, a, it was largely speaking, it was a transformation. And it first started with transforming what I envisioned for the future trajectory of the business, like actually how we make money. Right. And then there was a transformation internal. I mean, it's if we compare it side by side, just the visual, the branding, the visual aspect of it was very dark. You know, it was a lot of black backgrounds and and we had pink and blue and and orange. We had a whole range of colors. And uh, currently the look and feel has more of a white open background with um, pockets or subtleties of, of, of pink, <laughs> but very simple and clean and timeless, you could even say. And so that, that was a big change, but also just who we took on. One big transformation in terms of clients, one big transformation was that rather we were going wide. Like we were taking on, we were working with lots of clients, 
of all different sizes and all different professions and industries. And I really felt that it was time to go deeper rather than wider. And that's a complete mindset shift business-wise. And what that also entailed was not just working with over a hundred different industries and professions, but doubling down and working with like five core industries. Uh, That was also a transformational uh, effect in terms of how we go to market. Um, And at the same time, there was a culture transformation that I needed to do inside the organization. Uh, There are some people that are no longer part of the organization. It's not that they were horrible employees or they were not talented or they were not professional. It's just that it was no longer a fit for where I was taking the company. And and, and I I like that you bring that up because you mentioned that this transformation for you in in terms of thinking about the context of a brand is that you looked at how you were making money. You looked at how you were representing your agency online through, you know, even the the colors and the uh, the tone that you were setting, but also it had to do with your people and culture that brand is not just a logo, so to speak, but it's it's beyond yeah. that, right? You looked at this brand transformation process as really transforming the company and 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 changing the the direction or trajectory or or, or the why behind the business, and it's not just impacting uh, a brand mark. That's right, and and I think this is where you were going with the other question, and so I think it's a perfect opportunity for me to open it up, but. Um, I alluded to it, but I went through my own personal transformation. And uh, like us business owners, oftentimes the personal transformation that we go through really impacts the business transformation, right? So I went through my own personal transformation. And I've been doing personal transformational work for, for many, many years. I wasn't new to it. But, you know, they say when you're when you take on yourself from when you take on personal development and transformation, it never ends. You're never like fully transformed, right? We're constantly evolving as human beings and, and as professionals and people. And uh, I, uh, there was a very distinct shift that came for me. And that was, I forgot if I shared this on the previous interview, Brent, but uh, before I started the company, I went through a series of uh, personal life-changing events. You know, I went through a breakup and I left the big firms and I, you know, went on a spiritual retreat and, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out life. And, but at the core of it, I was healing from a broken heart and I was in a lot of pain from that relationship. It just kind of shook me to my core. And then, you know, after that process, I created brain for the people. And that was about 10 years ago. And I started to ask myself, wow, if I was able to create all that I've been able to create. And the genesis of that came from pain. I posed the question to myself, what could I possibly create from pure love, from something that I was a hell yeah to, <laughs> not just because it was a survival mechanism or it was a, something to prove uh, or something to an obstacle to overcome or, or something, or maybe even a distraction from uh, what I was dealing with to heal right? And, and I'm not discounting that. A lot of very successful and influential uh, entrepreneurs and business owners uh, have really transformed a lot of things. And, and it came from pain. It came from uh, unhappy, being unhappy with circumstances. So that is a valid piece to that. I just decided that, okay, check, <laughs> done that. What can I create purely from love? And so every choice in terms of who I hire, the clients I take on, 
the type of services that I sell and offer, it's got to be something that I would absolutely love to do such that it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like I'm on purpose and I'm serving people. And it just so happens to be that I'm making a living out of doing it, of impacting people's lives. And it's not that we weren't doing that before, Brent, in terms of impacting people's lives. I think when you insert that context and, and you constantly make sure that that you're, that you're not just taking on opportunities to make payroll. You're not taking on opportunities because you can. <laughs> it, it really, I started to take on opportunities that were in alignment with my own values that was worthwhile. Me sharing my time, my talents, and my expertise, and my team's expertise. So the, the whole world of that. And to be honest, top line, like our business is a fraction of the size it was before. Bottom line, we're actually doing so much better and it's more fulfilling. So, you know, for me, it's like if, if you're a digital agency owner and you're listening on this podcast, like kind of figure out like what's more important to you. <laughs> you know, the top line front facing, here's how much money we're making and, and you're somewhat unhappy, if not mostly unhappy, or, you know, you're, you're doing purposeful, meaningful work. And you're more profitable and, um, and that you enjoy your time. Do you feel like you've had the opportunity to switch from pain, uh, pain operating system to love operating system? <laughs> Maybe because you do have, I mean, you have a, a, a pretty large network. You have a probably a established book of business. You, you, you were speaking a ton. You probably still are speaking a ton. I mean, you have a, a pretty, you have a lot of momentum behind you. Uh, to now get to be really, really choosy in who you work with. I feel like a lot of our audience might feel like they're like, okay, well, that's nice, Reed, but what about me, right? I've got a small boutique firm and we're, you know, one client away from not making payroll. You know, how do I quote unquote switch to love and only do work with clients that I really like, really love working with, right? Maybe they don't have the opportunity funnel that you have or the, uh, for the network, right? So, I mean, how do you make that shift? Do you have to kind of build up from a little bit of need and urgency, or uh, do you think you could you could have started with this mindset? Yeah. So, fair point. You know, it do, it really depends on where you are in the stage of your in your business, and it also depends on the the maturity in which you're able to deal with being able to to turn down business. So, what I mean by that is. Um, I remember a long time ago, someone told me not everyone with a credit card is meant to be your client, right? And so when you think about it, sure, you may be needing to make payroll, not you, Brent, but like if you're listening in, like there might be moments where you're finding yourself, okay, I need to make payroll. So I just need to sell something. And uh, that project or client may end up costing you more time uh, more dollars or or be draining of your energy. And sure, you met payroll, <laughs> but it's chipping away at you in other ways. So if you're not aware of that, I would just be careful not to fall into that trap of uh, putting yourself in that emotional state where you just suddenly wake up and you're, you're surrounded with a bunch of work that it feels like a job and you're no longer doing your highest level of work. But the other side that I want to say in response to that if you find yourself in a position where you need to make payroll and you're committed to not having to lay off your employees and there's a client that may not be the optimal fit, just be clear that that's why you're taking on that client. 
it would or be clear. That's not something you would tell the client by all stretch of imagination, but just be clear like, okay, we're taking on, you know, XYZ clients. Um, that's our version of taking on a bank loan, right? You can take a bank loan or you can take on a client, but still do great work and, and sort of protect yourself from, you know, not, you know, and not being a bad client, but if it's not your ideal client and it pays the bills, then sure. In your book, you uh, and I, I want to talk about your book a little bit. If that's cool with you. I'm sure your uh, yeah, of course, your, your 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 team and your your publisher will be like, yes, talk about the book. Um, <laughs> you you spend a lot of time talking about uh, authentic versus inauthentic brands. You use this word authentic, which I I've, I mean I find it, it's hard for me to like wrap my mind around like when am I being authentic, when am I being inauthentic, and maybe some of it comes back to this idea of like choosing something more based off of love versus pain or something like that. But, you know, help, uh, help our audience, uh, understand like how to define, you know, what, what it means to be authentic versus inauthentic. Yeah. Great question. So, you know, that, that term, let's just start with that term is probably overused in, in many incidences, incidences, and everyone might have their own preconceived ideas or definitions of that term. Okay. So if you're listening in my, I'm going to just invite you to sort of just invite you to adopt the way that I'm defining it <laughs> so that you can hear the rest of the conversation. So for me, I, I, let's just start with, if you recall, or for those of you who are new to me, the way that I define brand and branding, you know, for me, a brand is defined as a desired perception. And so therefore branding is the, the, the process of creating and shaping and influencing the desired perception that you want. Okay. So now I'm going to add to that because I'm really talking about brand authenticity. So if brand is all about perception and creating a desired perception, I think there's two layers that go side by side with that, which is what is the internal perception that you have of yourself as an entrepreneur or business owner or digital agency owner what is your own internal perception? How do you perceive yourself? Okay. And then on the other side is, what is the actual perception that's happening in the marketplace? And so it's the intersection of, I mean, not the intersection, but if you think about those three, three if you about three circles going you know, side by side, there's the internal perception, there's the desired perception, and then there's the actual perception. And I think the goal is to align all three of those such that your perception of yourself is what's actually being perceived out in the world. Okay, so let me just... So that's how I'm defining and framing the entire conversation. So there are a lot of times where it's inauthentic, where someone gives a perception out to the world in their marketing and their branding. And it's because they were told that they needed to to look a particular way or they needed to dress a particular way or they needed to use this swipe copy. And they're sort of copying it from someone else's persona, from someone else's brand, uh, because it worked for them. But it may not be congruent for the person who's doing the copying, right? They were... Or the business that they're in or the clients that they're trying to attract. And so there, I think people sniff that out. I think people can register when something is completely off. I like to use examples. Like sometimes you'll see people who are, you know, flashing their fancy cars or, 
or uh, renting out uh, a, a super expensive Airbnb to do a photo shoot and for their branding. And there's nothing wrong with having a nice photo shoot and something that's well lit and all that sort of stuff. But if you're struggling as an entrepreneur, it's completely inauthentic to portray to the outside world that uh, you're, you know, you're living in this mansion. I'm just using a gross extreme example to make my point. Right. Um, and, and I think that people are becoming smarter and consumers are becoming smarter of what's really genuine and what's authentic. Yeah. And what ultimately buy is people who are real. And I think that's why a lot of times, even not so professionally done photos or videos, uh, convert better or get more attention because you can relate to the person on the other side. And um, that doesn't mean you can't have things professionally done. It just means that at the core of it, you're expressing authenticity. You're expressing how you want to be perceived. And, and then that's, that's landing out in the marketplace. Somebody that comes to mind, as, as you were mentioning, you know, the, the professional uh, level of photos. I mean, the, one of the people that I follow on social media for, for, for years now, I guess probably close to, if not over a decade, is, is uh, Gary uh, Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk. And yeah. I feel like he, uh, you know, I, I cannot imagine him being in like a nice Airbnb, giving like a straight to camera talk. Like it's always, it's always yeah. in the road. It's always, there, there's always an element of hustle. He kind of always looks a little bit tired, you know, like he's, he's super energetic, but he's also tired at the same time, which I think is a lot of his uh, MO of, of just like, you know, being like hustle, hustle, hustle. And, you know, a lot of his content is like, it's in his office, it's in a plane, it's in a car, a taxi, an Uber, uh, you know, and it's, it's not professionally done. And, you know, and that's for, for him, that's authenticity. Right. And so I think that's like where you see a really close alignment between what he talks about and how he shows up uh, in, in his brand versus like, if he, I could imagine, you know, if he all of a sudden was in a, in a mansion with his car talking about how to succeed a business, like that'd be, that'd be super off. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you can also, you know, what's great about the example that you gave is that you, you sort of, you expect him to show up in a particular way and you're not thrown off when he curses or he goes off or he's quite polarizing, right? You, you sort of expect that and you trust it. <laughs> because you trust that you know what you're getting. The other thing I wanted to say about authenticity is that I'm pretty sure this is the case. And I actually think it is because I met Gary Vaynerchuk uh, briefly in an elevator once. Who he is on video is very much who he is in person. And I think that, I think that's probably the good lit, the ultimate litmus test is, uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you, you know, you had a perception of someone that you sort of admire from afar or, or see on television or, whatever. And then you meet them in person and they're a complete asshole or they're, um, you know, whatever, they're just, uh, they're just not what you <laughs> perceive them to be. Yeah. That can either be jarring or that can be like, Oh wow, that's a little disconcerting. I actually thought this person was, uh, was, uh, was like this, but, but then they're not. And so I think what I'm calling for is in terms of authenticity is that people are actually exactly who they are and who they're not, both online, offline, you know, et cetera. Hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that helps me launch sites fast, so I can focus on getting my clients' results and building a successful and profitable agency. If you're looking for a new CMS, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. 
Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more info at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme setup valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. You mentioned the word trust, which I think is a huge takeaway of why you want that alignment. And uh, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things that pops out when people are inauthentic, that the, the result of inauthenticity is that you break down trust that, you know, if, if Gary wasn't like that or whatever, or whoever, uh, you know, if, if you're, if somebody experiences you in a certain way and then, and then they experience something different, I think that creates a little bit of like, like a little Doesn't bit of a red flag. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It would be, uh, I, I like to use the example, uh, all the time. It's like, it would be really inauthentic if Oprah Winfrey starts c- coming out and cursing, right? Like Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> It would be like, wait, who is this person who just overcame Oprah Winfrey, right? And so that goes back to one of the things that I talk about in the, in one of the chapters in my book is, is your brand has a personality. And we all have our distinct personalities. And if you, wanna, if you want one way to sort of bring more authenticity into your brand, it's personality. You know, we, always, we use this distinction that professional is not a personality, because Oprah Winfrey is very much a professional, as is Ellen DeGeneres and uh, Dr. Phil and Wendy Williams. They're professionals at what they do, but they all have very distinct personalities. So when you are clear on what your personality attributes are, don't be afraid to express that in all that you do. You know, if you're goofy, be goofy. If you're serious and, uh, and buttoned up, be that way. Right. If you're a loud mouth and throw f bombs, and you know uh, that's that's your personality, then own that. And you have to be okay with knowing that your authentic personality is not going to resonate with everyone, and that's okay. So help me understand how my personality and my brand's personality. So what I'm hearing from you is that my brand has a distinct personality in the marketplace. Uh, like, like what if my personality, if I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, lots of business owners out there, like what if my personality, for instance, is not what my market really wants? Do we then create a brand personality that we then have to live in the marketplace? I mean, is that, is that still authentic? Is that inauthentic? I mean, how do we, you know, like what if somebody's personality isn't, isn't, uh, the right fit necessarily for their business personality or do they have to be the same thing? Can they be different? Yeah, great question. So I think the answer lies within, because there's a couple different scenarios. Um, if you have a personality-driven business, you know, you're going to market as Brent Weaver, for example, and people are bought into the persona and the archetype and the ethos of Brent Weaver, then it's, of co- it's obvious to say that it's really important that your, persona- your personality for the personal brand has to be one and the same, right? But you're also Brent Weaver of you gurus. And obviously, in, you know, you're listening in, like insert yourself in the context of your company name, right? So, but if you're building a company brand, a business brand, then they can, there's a couple scenarios there. They can either be one and the same because you're the founder, the CEO, the, and, you know, you're at the helm, right, of that company. They can, or they can be, uh, they can be complementary to that, but the, brand personality of the business in this case actually might carry more weight than the personal brand of the CEO founder. 
Why? Because it's people are buying into the brand, what the brand of the business, what that stands for, and not necessarily the CEO and founder. And the, here's the other thing too. Like if the CEO and founder ever eventually wants to exit the company, I was just talking with a prospect yesterday and it was like, hey, I'm sort of the face of the brand and we want to move towards a business brand so that everyone's not uh, reliant on me. And uh, it doesn't require him to always be in the picture, in which case, okay, we needed to build a brand for the business um, that might leverage some of his um, you know, attributes, but it's going to be distinct and it's going to create a life on its own. But your question is quite interesting because that could potentially be a third scenario under this business branding is what if someone's personal brand is uh, a direct uh, I don't know, opposition or it competes with or it actually is it, it's negative towards the business brand. I can't think of a situation where that's the case and all the clients that I've worked with. But if I were to hypothesize, I would say that that person probably shouldn't be public facing. <laughs> right? That, probably, that person probably shouldn't be at the helm of, of this business brand um, if it's not helping to attract uh, the ideal clients and customers. No fault to the CEO or founder, right? It's just like he, he or she needs to be authentic to who he or she is. But yeah, it's an interesting scenario. <laughs> well, I, I just, I'm kind of thinking of, you know, cause, cause a lot of people that maybe don't feel, you see a lot of personal in the agency space, you see a lot of personality driven brands, strong personalities out there that are really branding themselves as, as their business. And I know for some people, that maybe that's outside their comfort zone. They're not really interested in becoming that personal brand or maybe they're more of a, uh, you know, an introverted kind of thinker on stuff or or something. I'm not saying you can't be introverted and and represent that in your brand. Uh, I'm just thinking about where it's like, maybe they're not interested in that personality or their personality kind of taking ownership over that. But I, I think you covered that in terms of developing something that has those select attributes that you do think carry into that brand. Yeah, one of the tools that we use is, uh, it's funny he's mentioned that. So one of the tools that we use to help define a brand's personality is, uh, is brand archetypes. And so oftentimes when we go through the exercise with the CEO and founder in the room, we find the archetype for the brand uh, as a business. And most of the time, it leverages the personality of the CEO and founder and at the same time, it introduces other variables that is quite distinct from the CEO and founder. Um, and that sort of is a little bit of a nod <laughs> and a celebration of like where the company came from. And it also is like a progression towards like, all right, this brand is now bigger than you, the founder. Mm. So in my experience, that's always how it's been because it's, it's a bit more sustainable too. Well, I know when, because because your your agency did do uh, the U Guru's uh, brand transformation, and one of the things I know you and your team did was go and talk to our 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 you know members and yeah, yeah and, and and get feedback from them. And I think it was really interesting because we took some of the things that were um, kind of in that circle you mentioned earlier, or the internal, the desire, the external. I think we took some attributes that were from the external that we liked that people recognized from us that maybe we weren't really super conscious about. And we pulled those into uh, really that, that kind of desired branding state, right? Like how does that create alignment? Like which of these things that we, you know, did we actually hear from people that we really liked that maybe we were kind of almost uh, they were almost invisible to us. We didn't really realize that we stood 
we, we, we took up that space for those people. Right. Well, <laughs> interesting. Cause I remember that project like it was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, we did, we did speak with your members and your clients, right? But that was one data set of, of several other data sets to arrive at what should this brand's persona be. Um, where that came into play when you're, inter- when you're getting feedback from customers, clients, or members, it's to help identify how do you translate your persona into a message that will appeal to your target audiences. I remember doing that exercise with a, a, a very distinct uh, objective of adapting or modifying the messaging, and less so about the persona per se. It, it might have contributed to it, Brent, but I think it was really more about how do we talk to or what are the things that we need to say to our members that are important to them, that are relevant to them, and then how we say those messages it comes from the brand's personality. You know, are you a, you know, hey, uh, friends, or are we, uh, um, you know, hello, colleagues, you know, formal and stuffy, <laughs> or are we casual and conversational in, in the way that we speak to our, our members? So they all interplay with one another is my point, uh, persona and the messaging and so forth. So uh, the messages is what you say. The personality is 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 uh is how you would say it this has been super fascinating re i think that if our listeners uh well i want to recommend that our listeners uh pick up your book uh your brand should be gay even if you're not uh it is out i believe it's on amazon and other places everywhere you can buy books uh at this point online yeah i think right yeah yeah, um, so it's just your brand should be gay.com and there's many different outlets where you can order it from or depending on where you're at in the world. And if you want the Kindle or hardcover, phase two will be the Audible. I know there's a lot of people who really prefer Audible, but that will be phase two. So be on the lookout for that if, if that's something that is holding you back from consuming this information. Yeah, and, and look, um, and I, I want to go into our lightning round to get an updated lightning round from you here in a second. But, you know, I yeah. think most of what, you know, I, I got like maybe my associate's degree in branding from branding for the people. I think we, uh, I, I think <laughs> we have a master's level now, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> but I know when we first met, like, I mean, I was, you know, as a, as a web agency founder, I was very, um, I think my understanding of, of branding uh, for a while was, well, let's get you a, a logo and some colors, right? It was like, that was the understanding. And I think over the last six years of, uh, of knowing you uh-huh. that that that's evolved, right? It's, it's changed. And I think just not only in, 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 in what you've put out there in the, in the marketplace, but actually going through that process with you, uh, in your company and then kind of moving more into kind of managing that brand, optimizing it, living it. Uh, yeah. and so I think that for our listeners, I mean, just getting in, getting in your head for a few hours, uh, with your book, I think would be a great primer. And I just want to recommend our listeners to, uh, to take, take you up on that and, um, and check out the book. Cause I, I paid a lot more than the cost of your book, uh, for, to, to learn all, all that, you know, about branding, just a full disclosure there. But, uh, yeah. but anyways, we, we can talk about that here, here in a second. Let's, uh, let's jump to our lightning round. Um, okay. you're going to have to uh, make sure that your answers are uh, updated sure. from the last time. I don't know, know if you rem- remember this part of the podcast, but uh, oh my but- gosh, I don't think I remember it. But <laughs> let's hey, I'll, I'll roll with the punches. Go for it. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? 
<laughs> these lovely lightning rounds. Um, I think I said it earlier is that not everyone with a client is meant to be your, uh, not everyone with a credit card is meant to be your client. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Gratitude. Not just uh, certainly in the morning and before I go to bed, but even throughout the day, taking moments throughout the day of just being grateful for, for what I have and also being grateful for, for what I don't have. Can you share an internet resource tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? <laughs> actually, I actually don't think I have one for, oh, you know what? Actually, here's a new one. Given that I have to do a lot more video these days, um, it's uh, an app called Big View, B-I-G-V-U. And it allows you to take uh, selfie videos and it actually has a little teleprompter on there in case you're like afraid of like not saying the, the, the not saying the right things. You can put a teleprompter there and you can brand it and easily upload it to social media. Sweet. And uh, what book besides your own would you recommend and why? Uh, this is definitely different from the last time we got interviewed, but um, Michael Singer, uh, The Surrender Experiment. And you asked me why, uh, dude, I mean, I, I can tell you there's probably at least four or five times throughout the book that I just felt myself, uh, that I noticed myself just in tears, just so emotionally moved by his story, who he was, what he represented. I think it's definitely a must read, uh, in your journey as an entrepreneur and as a human being. Well, that's a pretty big endorsement. So we'll definitely link out to uh, his book. I'll add that to my reading list as well, Ree. And uh, <laughs> make sure we link out to that on our show notes page at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you're on the road or on a run, check that out. Go to yougurus.com, click on podcast. If you're listening to this week of, Ree's episode will be right there up on top. We'll also link out to your past interview if folks want to get caught up a little bit more on uh, what we talked about last time, which was, was more about our, our branding process and I think your agency in general. So check that out as well. Uh, Ree, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Yeah, so a lot of times people, certainly they can go to brandingforthepeople.com. Um, however, if you put a forward slash resources, on there, there's a lot of uh, free resources that we offer, whether it's, um, you know, if you need help with naming or if you want a little bit more information about the branding blueprint or, you know, or brand archetypes, which we discussed earlier today. So brandingforthepeople.com forward slash resources. And of course, um, yourbrandshouldbegay.com if you want to check out the book. Sweet. So there's a lot of links, but fret not. We've got them all on our show notes page. You can uh, click on those guys, follow them, get those resources at, at Ree's website. Also, definitely uh, check out the book as well. We'll link out to that uh, website as well as a direct link to purchase that. Pick that up on Amazon. Uh, Ree, thank you so much for stopping by the program today. Always a pleasure, Brad. Good to be with you again. I look forward to catch, uh, our next catch up. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your business and digital agencies so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out today, I want to check on your answer to my questions from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead gen problem. Maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or mobile app, but they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, I want to invite you to apply for a free 
agency freedom session where you can dig into those underlying issues in your business and get moving like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answer to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.